glad to be in God's house this morning. Uh, thankful for the day. If you think about it, we've been talking a lot about it this morning because, uh, you know, Brother Sir Leah's got a birthday and he's 39, he's almost 40. And, you know, I was telling everybody makes a big deal out of turning 40 and, and 50. And, and the big deal is not celebrating that you've lived that long. It's now that you've lived that long, you're dying. And, uh, you know, the alternative to aging is death. I mean, if you don't get any older, you die. That, that's the way it works. But on the other side of that is, is if you made it to 40, you've done something. If you make it to 50, you've done something. 60 and 70 and 80 and 90. And you know, when you get to be 100, they'll put you on the news. I mean, there's just things like that. But church, listen, live, live here, live for the Lord. Therefore, when you die here, you go to live with the Lord. I let this old body go back to the ground which it came from, but I want my soul to go to the Lord who gave it. Amen. Brother Gary, will you open us this morning in prayer? other birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Any anniversaries? Five seventy-three in your red book. Further along, let's do one three, and then and then we'll pray. So we'll do verse one chorus, verses two three chorus, verse four chorus.
140, page 140 in your blue book, Victory in Jesus.
Bible 3 in your blue book, Amazing Grace. I'm so thankful this morning that I'm allowed to praise God. You know, we uh, uh, take that for granted sometimes. God did not have to allow us to praise Him. Now, we were created to worship Him, uh, but we're not worthy of that because we choose to do what we want to do. Instead of doing what God wants to do until we finally realize this, that Jesus Christ died for our sins. And accepting that atonement, then we start to have a desire to do what he wants us to do. 
And, you know, allowing us to praise him is a great, great benefit and blessing. We've got a praise item this morning, however uh, you look at it in this way. But I, I praise, and Brother Don praised it. Uh, Sister Mary got her CT scan of her liver, and uh, it's not cancer, it's fatty tissue. And so uh, they've, they've got a formatted plan that they're working on. We would like to have a little bit more, but um, anyways, uh, you know, you think about it this way. Somebody say, well, that's not good. Hey, I'd rather have fatty tissue than cancer. I'm going to tell you that. And some people say, well, you know, God, hey, listen, we were praying that God would work, and as far as I'm concerned, he can turn cancer into fatty tissue all day long. Amen. So I'm giving God glory for that. Pray for her and pray for her uh, thyroid, uh, too. There's some things there, uh, so remember that. Uh, glad to have Sister Jean back with us and all the folks around her that's uh, been sick better. Amen? Thank the Lord for that. There we go. Right. I was knocking on the thing. Somebody help me out. Put your hands together. I've seen people excited. You know, people graduate, and everybody in the auditorium claps for them. They don't know who they are. I know who Jesus is and what he's done. Amen. Uh, so remember them. Continue to pray for Brother Bill and Sister Joanne uh, in your prayers as this morning goes. Sister Donna Faye. Any others you want to call by name this morning? That's right, Brother Jerry, no cancer. When the polyps say removed, no cancer. So again, God, God is good on that, right? Amen. I'm thankful, thankful, thankful. Amen, amen. God, hey, folks, what? When we pray to God, why do we get shocked that he answers our prayers? I mean, I, I just really want to know why sometimes, why we, we ask God to do something, he does it, and then we're like, oh, wow, you know, this happened. And I'll be honest with you, there's things um, I, I just really have tried to, to stop and talk to people whenever they say, you know, this happened or that happened, and they Ask for prayer, and it happened. God, God's answering prayers. He's still on the throne, church. He never did leave the throne. We've, we've walked away from him, but he never walked away from us. And I'll be honest with you, I'm preaching this morning. Lord, don't change it between now and then, so I hope. But uh, uh, don't lose sight of the victory. I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot to be seen that we tend to lose sight of in the things that God does. Anybody else this morning? We can keep praising him for what he's done. It don't bother me. Remember that. Sister Gail has her, I don't know how to put it, but you're having surgery again on, on your hand, your finger. Uh, so remember that.
anybody else. Us folks. Amen. Stand with us this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Ushers come. Lord, we thank you today. We love you, Father. We give you glory and honor and praise, Lord, for all that you've done. Father, we ask you today that you'd draw us close to thee and help us, Lord, to be that which you'd have us to be and do what you'd have us to do. Father, we pray this morning for those unable to be with us. We pray, dear God, for those that are here. Lord, help us, everyone. Uh, be, be in your will. Lord, touch the lives of those that are sick and afflicted and grieved. Father, we pray this morning, just touch them and help them as only you can. Lord, I pray this morning that we would have eyes to see. God, hearts to, hearts to receive, ears to hear. Lord, this morning, understanding you're speaking, it's up to us to listen. Lord, I pray, bless the offering. Let it be for thy glory, for thine honor, and thy praise. And we'll thank you, Lord, in Jesus' holy name. And amen. Amen. I'm standing on the solid rock for a special this morning.
that isn't love. Got your Bibles this morning. We ask you to open with us to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 19. And then if you would, stand with us as we read in the Word of God. 2 Samuel, chapter 19. We'll read and go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll get a little background. Then it was told to Joab, Behold, the king weepeth and mourneth for Absalom. And the victory that, that day, and the victory that day was turned into mourning unto all the people, for the people heard say that the day how the king was grieved for his son. And the people got them by the stealth that day in a city, as the people being ashamed still away, <clears throat> excuse me, when they flee in battle. But the king covered his face, and the king cried and with a loud voice, O my son Absalom, O Absalom, my son, my son. And Joab came to the house of the king and said, Thou dost shame this day the face of all thy servants, which this day have saved thy life, and the lives of thy sons and of thy daughters and of thy wives and of thy concubines. And thou lovest thine enemy, and hatest thy friends. For thou didst declare the day, this day, that thou regardest neither prince nor servant. For this day I perceive that if Absalom had lived, and all we had died this day, then it had pleased thee well. Father, I thank you this morning, and I love you, dear God, and I just pray, Father, help us to do your will and to praise your name. Father, I ask you today, let us, Lord, just give out this message, Lord, in the way you'd have it done. And we'll thank you, Father, and we'll praise you, Father, in Jesus' holy name. And amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. As I said earlier, the title this morning is Don't Lose Sight of the Victory. I would just, I would say this, a cold-hearted person would say that David had no cause to cry for his son Absalom. After all, it's his son. He has a reason to be sad in heart because his son is dead. But on the same hand, it is absolutely necessary for David to realize and for us to realize this morning that what God had done was restored the kingdom of Israel back to David as the rightful king. Absalom had took over. David numbered the people. There was an uprising. God talked about a punishment, but Absalom had took over the kingdom. The battle then comes, and Absalom, and, and I thought about this as I was reading, just kind of uh, making sure that I understood the background a little better, and I, and I won't pretend to uh, tell you that I've studied all the way through and come back through there in, in, to, in preparation this morning. I didn't. But, but I thought about some things there. Absalom is coming riding on a mule. The king rode upon an ass, the Bible says in the New Testament. Upon the colt of an ass, he says. And so we know this, that in, in this, Absalom is not the rightful king, by the way. He's riding on a mule. Then we find that as he's riding, Absalom comes upon a tree, and the branches in the tree have a V. 
and he rides right into that so that he is pinned in the neck area and he's hung because the mule continues on. And I thought this this morning, the Bible says, curses every man that hangeth upon a tree. And we know that Jesus hung on Calvary's cross and took your curse and my curse upon himself. He was not cursed, but we were cursed. But he hung upon the tree. Absalom was hung in the tree. I thought there's just a few things to look at and think about this morning. Because, see, originally I did not have this as part of the sermon. This was not part of the message today. But, but I studied out the word there, victory. It's found 12 times in Scripture. I left out this one here because, you know, I thought I'm going to focus only on the, on the good side of victory and, and how it's wonderful. But, but can I tell you this morning that on the way down here, uh, we was listening to some preaching like we normally do. God began to speak to my heart. And I thought about this. This is a good start to this because, see, if we lose sight of the victory... We mourn and give up. Again, a cold-hearted man would say David should have never mourned Absalom his son. But can I tell you, no matter how bad your children are, you'll mourn them. No matter how good they are, you'll mourn them. If they leave before you do, you'll mourn for the loss of your child. I've never experienced it. I've only watched people go through it, and I can tell you this, it breaks my heart when I've seen it, so I can imagine what it would do to my heart if it happened. But David done such to the point he lost sight of the victory. I thought about our church. We've gone through a lot. And I, I just wondered this. Because of what we've gone through, thinking we could never get any more than what we've got. And yet the victory that we've gotten is this. Every time the devil has tried to wipe us out, God has kept us in. I look at my life, and I realize every time the devil tried to wipe me out, God kept me in. But we bemoan what we lose sometimes instead of what we've gained. We look at what happened on the negative instead of what happened on the positive. I, I testify, and I'm not ashamed to tell you, of how bad I was as a young man, how bad I was as a young husband, how bad I was as a young daddy. Because why? I see now today God improved me while the devil tried to destroy me. While the devil tried to destroy my marriage. While the devil tried to destroy me as a leader in my home. And, and all these things. Hey, God kept on keeping with me and improving me. And today I can stand up and say what I was is not what I am. And it's because God gave the victory. Don't lose sight of your victory. I do. I'm not going to lie about it, church. I do. But why do I pray? 
Why do I seek God? Why do, why do we go back to the well, so to say, and ask God once again, God, forgive me of my sins. God, save my children. God, save my grandchildren. They, they ain't old enough to understand that right now, but eventually they will be. I'm already asking God to protect them. How many times do we, we pray to God, God, protect our children, protect our family, protect our church, protect, and we go through there, and it's just like I was saying this morning, we, we ask God to do something, we don't get the answers we always want, but in the end, it's this way here, if God does what God does, and we know it's God's will, it's a victorious thing. You and I this morning are victors, we're not losers. If we've accepted Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of our life. You've got the victory over the devil because the devil hates you. The devil doesn't want you to accept him, to accept the Lord. The devil doesn't want you to, hey, can I tell you this? How many of you ever felt like, can, can I just say this? I've already confessed it. I know you feel like you're a loser because you forget to pray. David, he, he's mourning. Again, I don't blame him for mourning, but you can carry it too far to where it starts to influence the folks around you because instead of seeing the victory, all you see is the bad thing. The people fought for David. God fought for David. David's got a victory. But David's focused only on Absalom. He's focused on one part of all that just happened. And I'm just going to tell you, church, that we can do that a lot of times. We'll focus on the one that walked away instead of the ten that stayed. We'll, we'll focus on the one that said, hey, I don't like it. You're not doing what I want you to do. Instead of focusing on the ten that stayed and said, you know what? going to keep on trusting God. We're going to follow the Lord. We'll focus so much sometimes on the people that hate us instead of on the people that love us. We'll focus a lot of time on the one that set out to destroy us instead of the one that set out to love us and draw us and keep us and hold us. 
How many of you ever said, you know what, the devil just really whooped me today? Well, maybe he did whoop you. But aren't you glad he didn't kill you? Think about it. One day Job woke up and had a lot. The very same day he had nothing left other than the servants that returned to him to tell him how bad things were in his life. And I'm going to tell you something. You'd have thought that had been a good deal, right? But the next time even his wife didn't like him. He has cursed God and died. It's hard enough to lose the kids. Lose all the money and all the livestock and all but these couple of servants. Now I look at you and you ain't even pretty. Curse God and die. You know what Job said? Naked I came in, naked I go out. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God giveth and God taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You say, well, Brother Arnie, I mean, I don't understand. Hey, listen to me. They ain't none of us gone through what Job's gone through as far as I know. And yet, if we do and we say, blessed be the name of the Lord, we get the victory. The devil was certain he could become victorious over Job. But God was sure that Job would say trusting in him. In the end of the battle, Job was wounded, but he was alive. And Job got the victory. God got the glory. And the devil got nothing. Except for this. Another testimony of how we can whoop the devil by staying in faithfulness to God. I mean, I, I don't know about you, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is not part of my lesson. Daniel, we know all the stories there. I mean, after all, the devil sought out to destroy men who were leading godly in the kingdom of the captivity of the place they were at. And it was such a godly influence that it was starting to influence the king. And the devil said, get rid of those four men. And God said, let me show you what I can do. Who got the victory the day that the men died throwing them in, but the three Hebrew children come out? Was that not God? Was that not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? I mean, I don't know the hearts of the men that went to throw them in the fiery furnace there, but I know this, that they were following the king's command. They had already bowed down to the golden image. They were doing what was being told to them. Why? Because if not, they wouldn't have been throwing them in the fire. They had been going in with them. But the three that stood got the victory. The devil hated Daniel, had him thrown into the lion's den. The king loved Daniel. He, he went through the whole night fasting and I believe praying. He was talking to the God of Daniel that night some way, somehow. Church, I don't know. But when he got out, he said, there ain't no God like Daniel's God. He's the living God. And I'll tell you what, all you devil following believers who don't like Daniel's God, who tricked me into doing this because you didn't like Daniel, I think the lions are still hungry. Who got the victory that day? Think about it this morning for a minute, church. Go over to the book of 1 Chronicles chapter 29. 
Joab's kind of a harsh man in, in one way, but in another way, he pointed out to David that the victory that God had gave them that day was being ruined because David was not looking at the victory. He was bemoaning his son. And it's just one part of the puzzle. you got a right to mourn, David, but get your eyes off of Absalom back onto God, David, and realize what God is doing. Because what you're doing right now is destroying the hearts of the people. Church, I don't want to be a destroyer of the heart of the people of this church. In Second or First Chronicles 29, it says this in verse 10. Wherefore, David blessed the Lord before the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, now look at this, thine, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, and the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou, shalt, thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee. Thou reignest over all. In thy hand is power and might. In thine hand is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. When you get the victory, church, can I tell you this? Give glory to the victor. And by the way, can I say this? And if you can find it differently, go ahead and tell me and show me. But I looked up the word victory in the Bible again 12 times. I tried to find if there was a different form in the Bible like victorious or victories and stuff. I couldn't find it. It's specifically just victory. Why? Because victory only comes from God. You and I can't whoop the devil. But God can whoop the devil for us. Jesus whooped the devil by using the word of God. It is written. It is written. Get thee behind me. What does the Bible say? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's what the devil did. Jesus did to the devil when he said, Get thee hence, saying, for thou art a fence unto me. And when he said it is written, what does the Bible say? If we trust in the word of God to follow the word of God, we're going to be all right in the end. This is our leadership. David following God says, Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. It's not a bad thing to tell people that God is wonderful and God is glorious. If you accept Jesus Christ, your life is going to be better, not worse. It may be hard, but I'd rather have a hard day with Jesus than a hard day without him. You know what a hard day's like? And, and, and I'm not going to say this this morning, I'm, I'm, but, but when I have a hard day and I come home, and there's my wife convicting me with a hug and a kiss and tell me she's glad I'm home, that's a victory. Because you know what happens if you've got a hard day and you go home and you walk through the door and your wife looks at you? Throws something at you. You don't have to be physical. It can be 
Some people don't have victory, ought to have victory. A lot of folks in church don't have victory that ought to have victory. And they don't have victory because they're in the church, but it's like the line from the movie says, the old boy says, I'll see you in church. The other boy says, I'd like to see the church in you. Think about it, church. Bible says we will all stand before the judgment seat. Hmm? And many shall say, Lord, Lord, did we not? And he will say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. But there's going to be a victorious crowd there. Welcome in, my beloved. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. Now, I don't know what God's going to make me ruler over, and I'll be honest with you. I don't know that I want the responsibility. I, but, but can you think about it this way? God is going to elevate us, not seek us, because we put our faith and our trust in him. And don't begin to fret over what you get to rule over. Don't begin to... Think about, well, I'm going to be this and you're going to be that. There's a lot of religions today that teach that if you do more for God, you'll be closer to the throne room of God. My Bible says he that is least among you is greatest in the kingdom of God. Don't sit in the wrong seat lest somebody come and tell you you're in the wrong place. You get back over there in the corner. This is meant for him that was in the corner over here because you took his place. And go get the guy on the other side and bring him up. Humble yourselves before God and he will lift you up. You want victory? Get your eyes on the Lord. You feel like every day is a struggle? Get your eyes on the Lord. You feel like nothing's going right? Get your eyes on the Lord. You think 
everything you got still ain't making you happy because materialism don't make you happy, but God does. We bemoan the things that go wrong instead of celebrating the things that go right. Can I tell you again this morning, I would rather have fatty tissue in my liver than cancer. Praise God. Let them leave Ken Paul. I don't want cancer. But if I got cancer, I won't be like these two boys. Huh? My wife had liver damage. Transfigured. 17 millimeters. You know what scares me? They're not there. You know, I'll be honest with you. I've preached a lot about it. I've never asked you why you don't show up when you don't show up. But I want to know something. Not for me. Do you realize what it does to the rest of us when you don't show up? Why don't they come to church? Pastor says, what did I say to offend them? Or hurt them? What did I do that discouraged them? Am I preaching wrong? But when you show up, 
why I thank God for you. Gives me a little bit more up to preach. I like preaching good messages like this. But there's some hard ones you got to preach too. Sin didn't go away overnight. It's still here today. The devil is still trying to kill you. Destroy you. And you as a child of God, he is trying to steal from you. And if you're lost, he's trying to make sure you don't get what actually belongs to you. Not because of who you are, but because of what Christ did. I'm going to save the rest of this for tonight. I'm going to ask you to stand. I don't normally do part two. But I'm going to do part two so the Lord don't change your mind. we got a lot more to go through. I'll not get done. I'll not give it justice. But maybe this morning you realize you've been living in defeat when you should have been living in victory. Maybe this morning you're going through a battle that you'd like to get some victory over because it's it's just more than what you thought it would be. Maybe tonight, this morning, you didn't even realize that you could help bring victory. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life this morning, I would encourage you to accept him. Accepting the Lord means that you just simply put your faith and your trust in Him. You ask Him to come into your life. There's no ritual. There's no right words to say, so to say, outside of Lord. I believe you exist. I, I believe in Jesus. I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. Lord, I call on you. Save me. And he can say those words, Lord, save me. You're backslidden, you're not where you need to be, and you know that. And by the way, we know that as children of God because it's no secret. When you get right with God, it means you become strong, faithful, encouraging. Backer-uppers and leader-owners. Sometimes we need to be nudged from behind, but sometimes we need to be shown the way. And every child of God this morning need to be drawn closer to the Lord because I'm telling you for a fact, I don't think God would give us some of the things he's given us of late if it wasn't for the fact that we're going to need it in a little bit. So would you come this morning and pray? Right where you're at, pray. But let's make today a victorious day. The devil knows that we're victors, not losers.